Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today we're reading um, in the big book, page uh, 95, that second paragraph, reading one paragraph. If he's interested in your solution, ending with this he may do after he gets hurt some more, just for that one paragraph. Oh, today, today's date, right? Today's date is Friday, uh, July 24th, 2023. Okay, our readers' names. So we have for the steps, Loretta H., the traditions, Janet F. Reading the text is Amory M. Page 164 is Tenzin P. Our newcomer greeting is newcomer greeter is Leslie M. And the second hour host is Bob W. All right, we have reference numbers from yesterday, uh, Thursday, July 23rd, 2023, to 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,460. That's 204660. The 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Meeting is 20,461. 20461. The OA Preamble. O Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to, to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive reading can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Well, now I ask the writer H to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, Russ, and good morning all, along with my precious God, who is saving my life today, Loretta H. recovered in North Carolina. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had home and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible 
except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of it, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Loretta. Next up with the traditions is Janet F. Good morning, everyone. Janet F., Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Iowa. Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Thanks, Janet. How our meeting meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share for approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
Everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book, Working with Others. We're on page 95, the second paragraph. We're going to start with, if he is not interested in your solution, and we're ending, this he may do after he gets hurt some more. And we're just reading one paragraph. And I'm asking Anne-Marie to start us off. Anne-Marie M. Thank you, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. Gratefully recovered through God's grace and by working the steps through this big book. Um, If he is not interested in your solution, if he expects you only to act as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his sprees, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. And, you know, when I read this, I thought um, of how most, me uh, included, but most alcoholics or addicts, any, any addict, has that character defect of being um, manipulative and has the uh, self-seeking behaviors. And so I, I can't put down someone or um, criticize them. In fact, one of the books that um, I've been reading in my, my morning meditations, um, I read you know, a couple of different books, and one of them is talking about you know, the last couple of pages, about how it's important for us not to gossip or criticize other members of um, our, our program because it's only hurtful to them. So um, if I have someone that has been maybe taking advantage of me or attempting to take advantage of me, um, I need not gossip about anyone or put them down. Or, or um, I mean, if I do get angry, I mean, that, that would be natural for me to get angry, but I, I would need to do a 10-step on it, but not talk badly about the person because how many times have I been manipulative or <clears throat> having that self-seeking behavior, trying to get away with something? So um, it's important for me to in, you know, practice my program, practice the principles of love and uh, being honest with the person and, and tell him or her that I, um, I'm only here to help you. My purpose right now for you is to not get you sober or to help you with your um, finances or find a place for you to live. Um, if you want what I have, it says it on page 58, if, um, if they want what I, let me see here. <laughs> um, if, you, if I can tell you, if you've decided you want what, what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you're ready to take certain steps. So I can't just um, help someone in any other way but to guide them through this book and to put their hand in God's hands, to put, um, lead them to God and to help them to find a relationship with God the way that I have found a relationship with God. Maybe not the same God and not the same practice of religion as, as I do, but to help them to find a power greater than themselves that's going to help them get to become recovered. And so that's all my, my job is as far as a, um, a sponsor, as far as guiding somebody through these steps. So um, I think that's all I have to say 
Um, thank you. Russ, I'm yep. all done. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Emily. Appreciate, appreciate it. All right, we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And although we value experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you shared yesterday or Wednesday, please step back and allow others to share. And uh, if you can, one at a time. And I'll let you know if I hear you or not. Go ahead. Alice G from TDG from Boston. So I got Alice, Alice and Katie. Linda G. Joanna N. Linda. Johan. Chris G. Nancy P. Chris G. Nancy. All right. Anyone else want to share? Sherry M. Sherry M. Thanks, Russ. Have you got it? All right. This looks like a pretty good list. We got Alice W., Katie G., Linda D., Johan M., Chris G., Nancy P., and Sherry M. All right, Alice, you're up. Star one, Alice. Hi, I'm Alice. Can you hear me? Can you hear yep. me? Got, gotcha. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so Alice W. Uh, recovered compulsive by Rita. Um, I was just looking at that paragraph and saying, oh, gosh, like, what do I identify? Because, yeah, it's, it's talking about someone in a in a drink binge and things like that. And um, one thing I always remember being resentful of sponsors when they weren't taking me out of these sprees you know I kind of wanted them to I wanted to do it but I wanted to kind of them to fix me and um and I remember going to certain people like all the time it was like in the middle of my in the middle of my disease and um yeah and then 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 when they put a boundary in I was like I, I was kind of a bit resentful but um yeah I just I can't get it until I'm absolutely rock bottom and I've uh you know, I've tried so many avenues to get abstinent. Um, I've tried everything, you know, loads of sponsors, loads of ways and approaches of OA. And uh, nothing actually worked until I was really, really ready. And so, you know, when it says this, he may do after he gets hurt some more if he changes his mind. Um, yeah, I suppose I can't help anyone who's not in that place, in that zone of being ready. Um you know, and also I may not be the voice that the person needs to hear. So they may need to go out, do some more rock bottom and, and the sponsor who's meant for them, who God wants for them, will be there. You know, it's all like everything's God's, God's timing, isn't it? And um, what I do know is is uh, enable, when I try and enable, um, it's just not useful um, to the person. And the more I think I'm helping, I'm actually in danger of prolonging, you know, their bottom, which is what they need to get to. We all need to get to. Otherwise, why would we do any of this stuff? <laughs> For me, I'm so lazy. I can't be bothered to do anything. So, you know, th but this all uh, saves my life. And, you know, frothy emotional appeal doesn't work. You know, that they have to be at the bottom themselves. And um, so if they're not interested in my solution, that's kind of absolutely, I might just not be that 
you know, that's not the solution for them at that time. And that's absolutely fine, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of, I do think there's like a real God's timing in all of this. And you're ready when you're ready, you know. So um, I'm just, just my two pennies. I found it quite hard to share but uh, on that. But I just, I want to try and, you know, share, you know, I want to connect with everyone and share like if I can every week and just kind of show up, you know, because it, it helps my own recovery. And I hope I can in any way help others as well. Um, and so I just thought I'd just come in and on that paragraph and say my two pennies worth. So uh, thanks a lot. I will pass. Thanks, Alice. Next up is Katie G, followed by Linda D. Hey, Russ. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered in Boston, Mass. You know, I have a really high tolerance for pain. And when I first came into the rooms, I too, like... I just wanted to dump my life on sponsors. I wanted them to cure me. I wanted them to get me, you know, out of the bad relationship. I wanted them to show me how to get a marriage and all this stuff. And, you know, what they kept saying is we got to put our recovery first. We got to put God first. And that is so true. And it, it made absolutely no sense. Like the things that people say in recovery are just so counterintuitive. You know, and I um, I also think it is so important that we are friends, that we say, you know, it's 16 times in this chapter it says we're friends. But I also need to let you know that my friends are the ones that told me a year and a half ago that it looked like I was dying. So I think as a friend, like, yes, I love that person, but am I am I enabling them, right? Like one of my best friends who I'm still best friends with today she had to cut off communications with me. I'll never forget it. I was sitting in a car and she's like, you are off your rocker. She told me the truth, right? And so like, am I willing to offer information and love? Because it was people like her that helped me see how sick I am, right? And all we have, all I have as a sponsor is to offer the 12 steps and offer my experience, strength, and hope. And you know, but I also think, um, yes, I, I, I can only put a sponsee's hand in God, but through sharing my experience, strength, and hope, I can help them identify what abstinence is. Like, thanks be to God for the sponsor, for my husband, and for my dietitian, who one day at a time held me accountable to what exercise bulimia is. Like, if I don't have somebody, if I don't have a model helping me realize, you know, somebody told me last night they were picking at their cauliflower, and that didn't feel right. But if if I don't have a model to talk about my abstinence, my addictive food behaviors, then I can't get to God, right? Because food or exercise or my body weight is God. And it's all those lies that perpetuate my dishonesties from God, and I can't get to God. You know, so, yeah, I, I can't rescue anyone, and I can offer them, like, look, all I can do is offer you what's in this book, right, which is entire abstinence and these 12 steps to get you a relationship with God. But if you're looking for me to rescue you, I can't. And if I'm looking to be rescued, nobody can, right? Like, I need to keep the focus on on recovery, on God first. Like, I've been taught, you know, God, family, and then my job, right? God has got to come first. So um, I'm going to keep showing up and grateful for the friends that tell me the truth. With that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Next up is Linda D., followed by Johan M. 
Good morning, everybody. This is Linda D. in Connecticut, and I'm beyond thrilled to be recovered, but not cured. So I'm here. I'm here to save my life. I hope you're here to save your life. This is boots on the ground. It's real. It's a treacherous need. Okay. Um, where am I going with this? Um, sponsoring people is an art. Um, I have to be a very healthy person to do it well, and it takes quite a while to learn how to do it. The instructions are here, and uh, I give it my best shot. I think this, that um, I have to watch myself that I don't try to rescue people. I'm very, very kind and empathetic. Um, and it can be uh, dangerous for me and for them. It's important for me to tell them the truth. So the best thing I can do is to say who I am and who I am not. I am not God. This is a program about God. Yes, you want to lose weight and you want to have a great life. Good. You have to work for it. And what does that mean? That means I, I personally think it means I have to surrender pretty much everything that I think, think about life. I have to have a complete change. And that takes a great deal of courage. And a lot of people run away. And I've been to a lot of funerals, real funerals, where you look in a box and you see a face. It's a very scary disease. Don't underestimate it. Get in the boat and do the work. This is not a joke. And this is not about nicey nice and a garden party. This is very, very real. This program is fantastic. I have a life second to none, and it's got plenty of problems. So what? So what? Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Bye. Thanks, Linda. Before you, John jumps up on here, let's uh, let you know where we're at if you got on the line a little later. We are in Working With Others, page 95, second paragraph. If he's not interested in your solution, we're starting with that and ending with this he may do after he gets hurt some more. And we're reading just that paragraph. So, all right, Johan, jump up on there. Hey, good morning, Russ. Good morning, everybody. My name is Johan Ann. Uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. Thank you so much for service today from Pete Shea and all the shares and what an amazing paragraph. And uh, yeah, as long as I, you know, try to get external things to fix my, you know, uh, my, my inner things, it, it didn't work. Uh, I had to come to the point where I put my recovery first and the rest would follow, you know. When I when I finally put put recovery first, everything else came to place as well. And there's you know where I need to be. And it's the same when I sponsor uh, the guys that I sponsor. They need to put the recovery first, otherwise it's not gonna work. 
it's not gonna work, you know, getting another girlfriend or uh, another diet or doing this or that or or whatever. And you know, people say that uh, it, it 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 takes time. It takes work, and you know that's right. It, it does. It does. It does take time, and it does take work, especially working with others. It's not convenient, uh, and it, it does take time, and effort, and work. I mean, the chapter is called "Working with Others," working with others. Um, but still, living in 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis uh, takes a fragment of the time that the food took from my family, from my life, from my work, from everything. So, you know, uh, doing this is the easiest of the way. That's just how it is. Uh, and uh, I'm just very grateful that today I get to live in the program. I, I get to live in step 10, 11, and 12. Uh, this is a deadly disease. This is a you know mean mean disease, and uh, it's hard. It's hard, and it takes work. But if I just put in the work, if I do the footwork, you know God will do the rest. If I put my recovery first, everything else will fall in place. You know work-wise, my love life, all of these things have happened like a miracle, just because I put my recovery first. So. If I'm there, you know, God is there, and he's doing for me what I could not do for myself. So, very glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I pause. Thanks, Johan. Next up is Chris G, followed by Nancy P. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Russ, and thanks, everybody, for uh, speaking up today. Um, this paragraph, to me, uh, I would just call it tough love, and tough love is uh, uh, practiced in in, uh, in the twelve steps. Uh, as far as uh, giving and taking, it, giving and taking, asking for help, asking uh, for favors, asking for what you want is is tricky. That's tricky stuff, and uh, and and enabling and expectations come into it. With you know, enabling is giving. And, and it doing harm rather than good. And expectations, uh, expectations, what do I expect from my sponsor? What does my sponsor expect from me? Uh, you know, I have to take all, all, of, all of this uh, to God and, and, um, and, and uh, as a person, I can change my mind and other people can change their mind and our minds get changed by the by the good the bad and the ugly and uh so um there's there's a there's a place for giving and a place for taking and a place for tough love in this program and with that i pass thanks chris next up is nancy p followed by sherry m Hey, Russ. Uh, thanks for letting me share. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So um, I'm not, it is not my business if someone is not interested in my solution. I'm interested. And, you know, I am not, I'm friendly with, you know, or cordial with my sponsees, but I'm not excessively friendly because I'm at work. 
And when I'm at work, I don't take personal calls. I don't schmooze around. I mean, I might right as I get in, I might say hello, how's it, how was your weekend, etc. But you know, I don't spend hours and hours talking about my personal life at work. And when I work with my sponsees, I am working. Um, and I had a sponsor, one of many, at one time, who was a teacher, and she told me that she failed as a teacher until she stopped trying to be her student's friend and started teaching them the subject that she was hired to teach. So I only have one message, only one, surrender. And the details don't matter. And I thought myself that I had the mother of all excuses to eat, you know, the detail to dwarf everything, you know, when my daughter was self-harming. And, um, and that didn't matter. Uh, it just didn't in the end. And I get fired all the time for all kinds of reasons from sponsees. You know, I always say, no problem at all. Best of luck and feel free to call me anytime for any reason. And I mean it. Then I take their tape flag with their name out of my book and I toss it away. And um, that's my work life. And I don't go to work to make friends. And when I got my sponsor, I didn't need nurturing. I needed someone who was all business. And the woman that I asked to be my sponsor was not my friend. And she still isn't. And I would not have picked her for one. But she was an excellent sponsor and she knew the book an excellent sponsor. And in my non-sponsoring life, I'm always delighted to speak to people. Anyone who's ever called me, I always say, great, you know, someone I'm afraid to call, I'm so glad. And I say, I'm so glad I made the cut, you know. I have my gang of homies, my MS-13 OA style, you know, we're all a little gang. And um, anytime I make an outreach call, I always end every single conversation with save my number, call me anytime. I love to talk to people so much that I started telling people to call me in a week if they call for a 10th step or some reason having to do with spiritual unease. Um, but when I was sick and dying, sobbing in my car over my donuts, I couldn't be willing. I couldn't be desperate. I had to be single-minded with nothing getting in the way. And whatever got me here is what I try to communicate with others. And I have an infinite store of compassion for my sponsees and anyone I speak to. But I don't have time to waste on whining and excuses. And I say that out loud. One sponsee that fired me almost immediately said, will you put my hand in God? And I said, in God's, and I said, no, I won't. You have to do that. Because I'm not, I'm, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I don't do that sort of thing. So anyways, um, nothing gets in the way. That'll pass. Thanks, Nance. Next up is Sherry M. And then we'll take another list. Hey, good morning. My name is Sherry M. And I'm a compulsive overeater, gratefully living in a free state today. Thank you so much, Russ, for your service. And, um, you know, what comes to mind here, first of all, I couldn't be more grateful that I found the vision for you, number one. And how blessed are we? And at the end of the next meeting, there will be over 10 recovered sponsors giving their names and numbers. And where else can you find that, number one? Now, I could call all 10 um, within, you know, 20 minutes, and each of them is going to probably lay out a solution that they found that got them recovered, Um, but they might all be slightly different as well. And so that's the thing about Overeaters Anonymous. I think it is a little bit more um, detailed in the way in which we all get recovered and the process that we take. And as we change, uh, what we need changes. I know that. I know that, you know, 20 years in program, the way that I sponsored when I came in 
was much more rigid and controlling and um, authoritative maybe a little bit. And this is the way. And, you know, if you don't want this, then go somewhere else. And I think it's evolved over time because as, as I change, my message changes as well. And, um, and so what do, and what do I seek today? Um, you know, this, this is really about, um, you know, entire abstinence and working the steps every day and following the instructions in the book. That's really the basis. But then there's different ways to get there. And for me today, um, you know, there's many people on this line that I love and respect, and I would call them in a second to save my life. But in terms of like hearing the voice day in and day out as the message of it, it may just not work for me. Doesn't mean that there's not love in my heart for people and vice versa. You know, sometimes we may have the message, but we just may not be the one to deliver the message, you know, and if I'm really trusting and relying upon God and I'm turning my life over to the care of God, then I always trust that whatever's happening, whether someone says this isn't working or I say this isn't working, there's still love underneath it all, and there's no harm or foul because God's in charge. And today, what really resonates with me is getting this information in this book from my head to my heart to my feet, right? And so a a lot of years in program, I just lived in my head. And I'm really, really uh, more interested in that um, connection that, you know, where, where you get emotional. You know, I'm talking with my sponsor. We're reading a paragraph, and out of the blue, I'm crying, right? Like, I believe that is God transforming me. Like, where did the tears come from, and why was it there? And why is this woman's voice speaking to my heart and helping me have a transformation? Like, that is the most beautiful part of this program. I love you all. I love this program. Oh. And um, and uh, and if you're new, you, you know, just doesn't really matter if you're brand new. Just Sorry. find somebody who's recovered, and they will help. Thank you. All right, Sherry, thank you very much. So now we're going to open up the lines for sharing again. And although we value experience, you have to limit your share to every third day. So you know what that means. So if you didn't share the past couple of days, who would like to share on this paragraph? Page Jennifer 95, C- second paper. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Street. Street. Sorry about that. Barbara G. Barbara. Risky B. Who, who is that again? One more time. Risky B. R- risky? Risky. Risky with a V. B. R- risky. All right. And where are you calling from? What state? I'm from Pennsylvania. IPA. All right. Great. And that's Risky P or V? Risky B. Like boy. All right. We got it. Thank you. Who else would like to share on this? All right, so we got three. We'll go with Jennifer C, Barbara G, and Risky B. You're up, Jennifer. Star one. Hi. Hi, good morning. This is Jennifer C. Can I be heard? Yep. Okay. Um, 
so thank you everybody for your shares. Thanks for your lead this morning. And, uh, you know, I'm just reminded of, you know, what it took for me to get recovered. Um, multiple, 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 multiple times through these steps, multiple sponsors, multiple food plans, multiple scratching my head, wondering what am I not getting? What am I not getting? What am I not getting? Did I want it? Yes. I wanted it. I wanted it more than anything in the world. Um, Did I need it? Yes. More than anything in the world. Was I doing the work? Yes. Was I putting it first? Yes. Yes, I was. I was on meetings all the time. I was at one point working with multiple sponsors at the same time because someone said, if what you're doing is not working, double it. So I got a second sponsor. And then because I'm such an addict, I got a third sponsor because that wasn't working either. So I tripled it. And I wasn't getting it. And this disease is a power greater than ourselves. Step one, I have a power greater than me, and it's this disease. Step two, there's only an, only one other power that can conquer this evil power, which is God. Step three, like, here I am. I got nothing left, right? Like, I got nothing left. And I don't know what I can't get. I don't know why it's not clicking. I don't know why I can't keep the food down. I believe in God. What's missing? I don't know. That whole process is so humiliating. And, you know, the book talks about being a baffled lot. It talks about this disease being a phenomenon. Like we can't quite figure it out. Like what is, like, what is this? Right? Like Ebby, we know Ebby who was a huge part of getting Bill sober. Like he died in his disease. Like he couldn't get it back. Like he lost it and couldn't get it back. We know that about Ebby. He had it. He lost it. He couldn't get it back. Why? Um, When I approached sponsorship, I need to have a a tremendous respect for this disease and understand that, you know, someone may very well be ready and they very well may be doing the work and for whatever reason, it hasn't happened for them yet, which then reminds me every single day to thank God for this miracle and to remember that it's grace and to remember that it's, there's more to this than just do the work. And if you're not, if you're not ready, you don't get it. Like, no, there's so much more to it. We don't understand it. But what we do know is that we just get to be a part of this process. And, you know, Bill went through a season where he was sharing the message and he didn't understand nobody was getting sober, but guess what he realized he was staying sober. So may I remember that this is a gift to me to be able to share this message. And, you know, there's no guarantees that anyone I share this message with is going to get sober but I keep doing it because it's been given to me. And I just thank you all for being here this morning and being part of my medicine. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jennifer C. Next up is Barbara G. Followed by Risky B. Hi. Good morning to everyone. Hi, Ross. Thanks for your service. And uh, I'm Barbara G. I am calling from Italy. And uh, this paragraph is perfect for me today because yesterday I received a call from a sponsee who said, I'm not willing to go to any length. I am not ready to do it all. And um, it was uh, it was saddening for me. Uh, and it took me just a moment to accept. But uh, I did have and I do have enough trust in God to understand that I was not the right person, she was not ready. But 
this paragraph helps me think, it helps me go beyond the acceptance that yesterday already came on me because by the grace of God, I choose today to, that God is everything. So what this paragraph is giving me today more than the acceptance is the possibility to look at my side of the street because uh, it's true. This person was clearly not interested in the solution. She said it. And the second, and the, the line that follows says, if he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his freeze, blah, 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 blah. Rather than thinking what she expected me to be, this paragraph is allowing me to turn the light on me and say, Barbara, what were you expecting to be for this person? All other than a sponsor, knowing that a sponsor is only someone that helps someone else to go through the step. And as I was reminded yesterday, just put their hand in God's hands. So I was expecting to kind of save this person because I do take things at people very much at heart. And I do agree with someone who spoke before that sponsorship is an art. And uh, I am very much at the beginning to learn how to do this. But the grace of it all is that today, rather than uh, today, much more than the beginning, I, um, I have more inside myself the uh, belief that uh, I have not that power. I have not that power to let people stay, to make people go. But I do believe that it's just all in the great hands of God. And uh, so thank you, because this, uh, this week has been great, these, the meetings this week, because they really, really seemed like, are they, aren't they perfect for what I'm going through? And uh, so I'm very glad to be on this road with you all, and I wish you all a very blessed day, full of grace. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thanks, Barbara. Next up is Risky B, and then we'll take another list. Star one. Hi, good morning. My name is Risky with a V, not an F, but that's okay. Um, and it's my first time sharing on this line, but um, I'm pretty new. Um, and um, yeah, I'm recovering. And um, so I'm not a sponsor yet, but I just wanted to say, like, I, I really appreciate so much the way so many people are willing to help on their experience. Um, and I also know, like I've heard, everyone's experience is different. And I've had to find, you know, um, what works with for me, what message I could hear because I am um, sensitive to, you know, a certain uh, kind of toughness. And I've had to accept that about myself. Um, but I also, I have had a few sponsors and I have learned from each and every one of them. But I also needed to honor, you know, my my sensitivities, because like if, if I, you know, um, I, I'm able to hear the message when I, when it is a little more soft, um, 
and I just I just accept that about myself. Um, and I'm grateful that I stayed and continued to see what I could learn and grow in myself through each person that would have been willing to help me. And when I do sponsor, um, I hope to be able to also, you know, not take it personally and know that everyone has their own higher power that is leading them and guiding them in their own path exactly however it's meant to be. Um, and I really do appreciate the truth always. Um, it's just, if the truth is said in a little bit of more gentle way, it, it is helpful to me so that I can hear it um, as I work on my um, sensitivities, um, you know, because it's a process healing for me. Um, but anyway, um, my kids need me, so um, I just, I'm very grateful for, for everyone sharing their message um, as I learn and grow. So thanks for listening. I pass. All right, thank you. So we have time, maybe three more shares. Uh, who would like to share? Loretta H. Loretta. Beverly. All right. So we got Loretta, Julie. I didn't get the first initial of your last name. And Beverly. Beverly. Okay, got ba I got you, Beverly. So we got three here. All right, Loretta, you're up. Good morning, Russ, again, and all my fellow travelers, Loretta H., North Carolina, recovered. Um, this is making me think uh, I've been in program with God's grace and mercy um, for 22 years, and I was had the privilege of sponsoring you know, almost immediately because um, I wanted to keep my abstinence um, and I wanted to walk my talk. But in those 22 years, which have been wonderful, and I love to be a protege or a guide or a sherpa or whatever, I've also found that I have a defensive character that sometimes wants somebody's recovery more than they want it. And that's where I really have to look and sometimes write it to write it, you know, look at that and then explain, you know, I don't, I can't be a nurse in a purse. That's not my, because I've never been able to be that, um, you know, even in my own home. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, this program is so valuable to me that that's what I sometimes overdid. And uh, I find today that my authenticity, my sincerity, my truth is where and how I sponsor. I, as somebody and a lot of people shared, I never give anybody a food plan because I do not know how to eat. I definitely send them to a nutritionist. And they're the ones that work on their food because I can't do that. And I am more than willing, and I love the steps. This year I've gone through them with sponsees about five times. And it's because it's helping me more than it's helping them. And I just want to be a guide, a light. Bill, whenever he had a problem, he actually went to a person that he had a lot of sponsors. And he went to a person that was recovered from that situation and handled that situation in a recovered way. So that is how I hope to sponsor. And 
uh, how I, I do have a sponsor and I've always had a sponsor, but it's more of a guide and to position myself with God's positioning system, my GPS. And so I just um, am so grateful for this program. And, you know, my as my absence evolves and my uh, principles, learning how to work them, um, so does my sponsorship duties. And with that, I pass. God bless everybody. Happy day and happy destiny. All right. Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Julie M. Followed by Beverly R. Hey, everybody. This is Julie M. I'm a compulsive overeater in uh, metro area, Minnesota. Um, so just as every compulsive overeater is unique, we're individual. We all share one common factor, you know, our commonality of our disease. But um, every sponsor, I think for me, I look at sponsoring as do I want to take a person who is desperately, desperately in a disease that is pushing them to the edge of a cliff? Do I want to be the one that's going to push that person off the cliff, or do I want to be the person that's going to help them step backwards away from the edge of that cliff? I had to think about sponsoring a lot this week and last week, and this is so fortuitous that a vision is on this area of the big book right now, because when I stepped back and I looked at sponsoring this week, I asked myself, what does my sponsee need just this week or just today to stay in this program, this this new sponsee? She is struggling with just figuring out how to eat right now, just wants to be abstinent, and that. That's all we're doing right now this week is, and reading the big book. And as, as, as she steps a little bit further backwards from the edge of that cliff, that's when I'm going to, you know, not to, not to mislead anybody, but ramp it up a little bit, ramp it up, ramp it up. Um, I found that if I lay too many expectations on a sponsee all at once, or if I if I play it too hardball all at once, um, I'll, I'll lose people. That's not my goal. I also don't want to coddle people. So it's like everything in life. Sponsoring for me is a balancing act. I have to ask myself, not only is it about me, but it's about them too. And I... My purpose is to be of maximum service. I'm not being of maximum service if I go in there like a lion tamer, cracking a whip. Um, my thoughts, my attitude, my approach to sponsoring. Thank you. I pass. All right, Julie. Next up is Beverly R. Looks like you'll probably be our last year. Hello, I just wanted to say that I am a returning member to Vision, and um, I am so glad I'm here. And I just wanted to say thank God for OA. 
I'm sure without OA, I would have been dead. And I don't take that lightly. And every day is a miracle. And I'm a walking, talking miracle. That I pass is Beverly R. from Silver Spring, Maryland. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Beverly. So we have time for a two-minute share. Who would want that? Anyone like to share for two minutes? Come on, don't be shy. We're cutting it down to a minute and a half now. I'm sure you don't want to hear my voice. Hi, my Okay, hi, Donna K, Ohio. <laughs> All right, Donna. I'll bite. You got about I'll a minute, bite. minute, minute and a half, okay? All right, I'll bite. Um, Go for it. Sponsoring is a critical part of my recovery. Um, it has changed over my time in program. I'm only in program for four years, but I had face-to-face, you know, earlier, a couple of decades. So... Anyway, it's okay. Change is good. I'm changing how I sponsor has changed. There's many ways to sponsor people as there are people at this meeting right now. Um, I'm evolving still myself. So anyway, really, that's my only message. I'm really grateful for the program. I'm grateful for my abstinence. I am recovered in Ohio, and um, I'm keeping on, keeping on. So anyway, all right. Thanks so much for letting me share. Hope everyone has a good day. Bye. And we still we still got about a minute. Who would like to take a minute? Russ, this is Carolyn SH. Am I muted? Go for it. Go for it, Carolyn. All right. Um, Carolyn SH. I'm recovering in Massachusetts, and um, I believe I last shared on Monday. Um, I for me, this paragraph is just about boundaries. It's it's super, super, super simple. It's just I have to have boundaries. It's about not being codependent. Um, and I wasn't going to chime in because I'm really, I'm not sponsoring right now. And when I did, I did not do this well. I did not do it well. Um, and I, in as I'm re-recovering, um, looking back on my past experiences, um, the women that I sponsored who recovered and are doing well, um, I had boundaries and I was recovered. And um, the others, I tried to save them and they didn't get saved um, because I was in the way. Um, Well, maybe other reasons too, but I wasn't helping. Um, Yeah, so that's all I have to say. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Carolyn, for bailing us out here. So you are the last share. And we thank everyone who shared today. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following, immediately following the closing. So today's share ID, Friday, July 21st, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,463, 2 I will now uh, ask... Uh, we will now close the meeting of 
from the big book on page 164 followed by surrounding your prayer with Tenzin P. Please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. Happily, I'll read uh, page 164. Okay, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Admit, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.